In a studio that's in a basement comes the epic story of how two friends changed the future of the movie podcast game forever. The reviews are in. Boys Life Magazine gives the High Psy Podcast four and a half acorns. The Daily Bugle says, These guys are super legit. And Pope Francis declares the podcast as life-affirming. From the kid who tried to get smart with David Spade and got fucking old. You're still out. You're still back. And the guy who can name all four Baldwin brothers. Alec, William, Daniel, and the baby boy, Stephen. Live from the studio of his parents' basement. The Have You Seen It Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Have You Seen It Podcast. My name is Mason Knight. Sitting across me is the one and only Cash Krause. And today we have a very special guest, Braden Embry-Reeves. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, Braden, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who are you and uh, why are you here today? Um, I'm here to review the latest Spider-Man film, the latest iteration, No Way Home. And uh, um, I have known Mason here for the past, what was it, since about 2018, Yes, I think. we have. And uh, I was in his um, school uh, productions that he had directed. I was first in uh, Nooses Off, where I portrayed um, Reginald the Butler, was it? You know what? It's been a long time. Jesus, <laughs> it's been a Christ. long time. But it, you have been in a, a few uh, uh, theater productions that I directed that uh, you acted in. You did a great job, and I've known you since 2018, and this is a long time coming. You're finally on the podcast. Yep. I'm excited, excited to, be to be on here. here. Cash, what are we reviewing today? Today, we are reviewing a special, special film. Uh, it brings our childhood, mind you. Brain, you're a little young. Yeah. I've been a fan since the Raimi films. It's a little, okay, okay. Well, oh, look then. at that. Okay. Yeah, get uh, owned. Yeah, so Spider-Man No Way From Home. It's here, the finale, and it's bringing back everyone. Everyone. Everyone, everyone. you wanted, everyone you kind of didn't want either. They're in this dope. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> yeah. in it. Everyone is in it. You get a cameo. You get Except a cameo. Except for Giamatti's Rhino. He did not make an appearance. They did briefly bring him up. In like a weird, like, oh, he's going to break the dimension. He's going to come in. And it was like a, a silhouette of him. Yeah. The, it was, it was the cock block yeah. that you wanted. Exactly. Yes, but you never want a cock block. But no. if it's going to happen, it's got to be a Giamatti cock block. There we go. <laughs> There's no better cock block. Braden, what is your history with Spider-Man? You a big fan? You talked a little bit about uh, the Yeah. Films. When I was uh, growing up, uh, Spider-Man was my... My obsession. It was after the Wiggles and just before uh, Nintendo games. <laughs> oh, it was uh, post Wiggles era. Post Wiggles, <laughs> I man. I went to their concert. I had all you the merchandise. All the fucking merchandise. I had every individual shirt. Um, my aunts and my mom got me each a shirt. I had all the merchandise. I had the big red car. I had Dorothy the dinosaur. What was your wow. favorite Wiggle? I know it's a tough fucking question. Beats, fucking beats me. At least, at least <laughs> it wasn't the shirt. Teletubbies. At least it wasn't the Teletubbies. My sister loved the Wiggles. I still appreciate the Wiggles. They had good tunes every now and they then. They did. Yeah. They dropped some uh, some, some fire beaters. Yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, me and Brayden are both in Spider Man colors. Yeah, yeah, I got my Spidey suit all decked out. I need, I need a little bit of blue, but I think I'm. I and I'm in gone. the official Have You Seen It podcast <laughs> right. merchandise, which we Way will to plug save here. That. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I knew yeah. what I was saying. You were setting me up to fail there, yes. over there, Cass. Was, I know what you were doing. Yes. But yeah, uh, I don't even know where to start from this one. 
it, this uh, this film made me feel all kinds of ways. Oh, it was, it was very... an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> it was very good, of course. Uh, everyone's talking about it. Uh, it's breaking records for over. Well, it says five hundred eighty-seven million, but that's worldwide. Right, that's but. worldwide. But in the United States, third uh, biggest opening weekend at two hundred fifty-three million dollars. Yeah, and you got to think if everything wasn't going on, how it's going on, it would have it would have been jumped the biggest out three hundred. Yep. If I mean, I think the only two bigger are Endgame and Infinity War. And I think I think this one probably would have surpassed both of them had we not been in a. Yeah, we still have Sunday. I mean, Sunday is winding down, right. but when we're recording well, this. Uh, funny enough, you know, I, I went and saw Nightmare Alley this morning. The theaters were packed. And I'm telling you right now, oh. Nightmare Alley wasn't packed, but it's oh, everyone okay. yeah, seeing, seeing Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, they were saying yeah. this is the one that's going to bring people back to yeah. theaters. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, what did you guys think about it? Let's go around the table. Mason? I'll start. Yeah, um... <laughs> awesome on every on every spectrum, dude. This was this was so much fun to start to finish. There were some really emotional moments. I thought, you know what? The biggest thing, the biggest takeaway from this, obviously, when you bring back Willem Dafoe, right? Of course. As Green Goblin, you bring back Alfred, Alfred as Doctor uh, yeah. Octavius. Oct. Like you're you're gonna get a great film, but the acting from Tom Holland from Zendaya, uh, what what. Some of the best acting I've seen, like Tom Holland is actually a really, really good actor, man. Like he crushed it. Uh, but no, I had fun from start to finish. And this film is sitting currently at 148 minutes. That shit flew by for me. When Same this film here. was over, I was like, wow. It was pitch dark the when I came out of there and I was at 420. I, yeah. yeah, the 420 showing. Yeah. yeah. It's a great showing. Yeah. It's the only showing I'll go to these days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, Brayden, what did you think about it? I personally thought it was great. Uh, I liked it for the nostalgia factor. Dude, I was shitting my pants when I saw Tobey Maguire. I mean, oh, the theater, Tobes I mean, the th- yeah, the theater, <laughs> well, the theater it had very little people, but. Uh, people were fucking cheering when those two came on. I mean, there was a little bit of some squealing for Andrew, but then when Toby came on, holy fucking shit, I was screaming at the top of my lungs, yeah, woo, that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, uh, that I actually scream. Okay, when Andrew Garfield called, like, here's the thing. When I went to this theater Saturday, 8.30 p.m., after every single trailer, the whole theater was applauding. Yeah, I don't doubt that. It was so funny. Devin, you know, Devin Davis, he said, this is the widest, and he said it so loud. And, you know, obviously Devin's black, and he was like, this is the widest theater I've ever been to. And the theater laughed, bro. Everyone Uh thought that was super funny. He should have went to Nightmare Alley. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I got a film that would be a little bit wider than Spider-Man. No, but, dude, everyone was clapping after every trailer. And then, obviously, every single big reveal, there was an audience applause. I wish. I went to a packed theater, but for some reason, it wasn't like. It was like older people and younger kids because no one was getting the memes when they Mm -hmm. they memed hard. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. I was the old. Exactly. Only one who got up and just slow clapped at that part. And no one, when he said that, oh my God, dude, my head was about to fucking you know, explode. I'm a bit of a you know, I'm something of a scientist. <laughs> he said it. But yeah, man, they were doing, uh, they were doing it all, but it wouldn't have been enough just to bring these characters all together. The story was amazing. Yes. How they brought them in and the writing was so good at, the writing was so good to make you feel like they had this planned all along yeah. since 2002. Obviously, they didn't, but they just brought it. Uh, yeah, they just brought it all together perfectly. But I, I love the idea of him having to try to cure 
all the villains before they went off. I thought that was perfect because they all had the perfect ailments of, yeah. of, of trying to cure him. Besides Sandman, who I felt was really just tacked he, on. He was, under, he he was, was. underused. I, I mean, Sandman and Lizard. Yeah, Lizard was underused too, big time. But yeah. But, but again, you can. I mean, people were there for a reason. I was there for Alfred Molina and uh, uh, Willem Dafoe. Well, well okay, guys, it could have been worse. You could have had a Topher Grace's Venom appear in the film. <laughs> yeah, that's very true, too. Which that was so fun. I'm good. Our, my friend Cruz, our friend Cruz, yeah. texted me right after because we were a huge Spider-Man. Anyone from our era, generation. Yeah, born yeah. in the early 90s, grew up with Spider-Man. But, uh, yeah, he immediately texts me. I'm like, man, I thought for sure Topher Grace's villain was going to be the sixth villain. At the <laughs> yeah, at the very end. <laughs> Everyone would have been like, wait, who's that guy again? The yeah. guy from that 70s show is a Spider-Man villain? Smoking doobies with Ashton Kutcher Yeah, or something but thank, like that. Thank God they didn't go that right. I yeah. thought for sure they were going to introduce a sixth villain at some point. That's what I thought, too. Uh, Sinister Six. You know? I figured Sony is saving that they to do a shitty Sinister Six with Mobius fucking... Morbius. Morbius. Mor- yes. Yeah, whatever his name is. Jared Leto, the PG-13 Sony Morbius, <laughs> might I add. Which yeah. Morbius, Venom, all should be rated R. I don't get what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, any of it. Blade's going to end up being PG-13. That's going to making Blade. They're, yeah, they're remaking course, it. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Odd. Yeah, I... But the story, anyways, I thought it was so clever how they did it, and uh, and they did kind of everything in reverse this time. It started out slower than I think most Marvel films did, yeah. but once it got building, it took off. It started out like it was an, an origin story, which it kind of was because they ended up killing off... Uh, I mean, we're going to get into spoilers. Yeah, we are. There's a lot of spoilers, guys. So if you have not seen the film, turn this podcast off. Come back to it after you've seen it. But they did the reversal of killing off Aunt May. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, which I enjoyed a lot. I thought it was clever how they did it. Honestly. It was clever, but I was, I was is there no uncle? Is there no Uncle Ben? No, uncle, I know that's the that's, th- that's the thing that was pissing me off. I mean, I didn't know that. Call, people say that yeah, you got to make some changes here and there, but it's like he's essential to why Peter's a superhero in the fucking first place, and it feels like it's just thrown into the dirt when you have Aunt May taking it. Just, I mean, sure, maybe you get some inspiration from that, but it's <sighs> it feels like they had um, Stark. Uh, as his father figure rather than that's Ben. That's very true. It, yeah. That's the problem I had with the movies is that he was too reliant on Stark mm-hmm. for a father figure yeah. when... Should have been Uncle Ben. To me, yeah. uh, after seeing this film, it feels like... Because we we missed the origin story. I feel like these three films are his origin story. Yeah. Like, together they make one big origin story. Yeah. And that beginning. And now he's... You know, whatever he goes on to do, yeah, Spider Man. But now he's now he's I, who he knows who he's yeah, gonna be. He's one hundred percent sure. And like that's that's a thing, like because you can bring in a bunch of cameos for this film, and you can get a lot of like fan service that really does nothing to to move on the story plot. But everything that they inserted had a reason, and then the ending was so compelling for me because like that's the ultimate choice. And keep in mind, everyone. All of this was because they wanted to go to MIT. <laughs> yeah. All of this shit show that happened for this two and a half hours. It was never for sure they were going to get in. No, She's like, I'll talk to him. Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but let's let's talk about that introduction of Doc Ock at the very start. Hell I, Peter. And the, the Spidey sense. They yep. used it. My number one complaint. I complain about it every one. We just talked about it last week, Cash, with Spider-Man 1 and 2. We're like, why doesn't Tom Holland have the Spidey sense? Feige was listening, and we know he listens. Oh, yeah, he listens to this podcast. He listens to anything that mentions his name. Yep. He's a bit of a narcissist. (laughs) It's Feige Productions now. Yeah, everything. But, yeah, uh, 
Yeah, he listened in because they use the Spidey sense hard in this one. When he first was first sensing Doc Ock coming on the bridge, I thought that was so Dude, fucking It, it didn't cool. feel like Spidey sense to me because where are the flashing neon lights? Like in the 90s show, if you've watched that Well, it's one. not a comic book in this one. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That would have been sweet, though. That would have been sweet. But yeah, I, I love that introduction to Doc Ock. He comes in hard. And I love... Uh, they do. They of course de-aged Alfred Molina in this it, one. It looked excellent. I, yeah, it looked pretty good. He looked a little smooth to me, of course, did, which of that's course. what it looks like when you de-age. Yeah. But he's just fantastic, amazing. I liked him better than Willem Dafoe, honestly. Oh, not me. See, that's the thing. Willem Dafoe <sighs> in this film. Willem Dafoe is so fucking good. They as were s- the Green Goblin. They, yeah, they, as Norman, they were dude, so smart so of having him be the main. I mean, they just knew. They knew who is the best Spider-Man villain of all time. Bring Defoe in, and we were so worried he we were never even going to see his face. No, because they they didn't even hint it in his the second trailers. build in this he fucking is. thing. He is the main bad main guy, per, uh, antagonist, and yeah. he goes back. They give him the original OG Green Goblin look with the hood and the purple yeah. and the green. And I love that he initially <sighs> smashed his helmet right yeah, away because so that was a that newer new looking look. helmet too. Yeah, a little angry, but we barely got it. But smashed it, and then those fight scenes with him. Awesome. He is. Yeah. He's, he's so old. How is he able to do this? But he's the exact same shape. He's that oh, wiry, skinny, yep. fucking muscle on bone man. He gets up and goes, and he is terrifying. When he's throwing Spider Man in that apartment building, I my favorite fight scene of the whole thing. Oh, he's going for the kill. Will yeah, the he is. I would not want to act across With the foe. It would scare me. I'm like, are you acting? Uh? But he is, and it looks, he again, uh, doing all of his stunts. That was yeah. his one. Everyone in it came with stipulation. All the new guys came in with Afro Milena, and his one thing was like, you got him to let me do the stunts again. Yeah. No, he's fucking like, 70. Bro, that's that's just yeah. Willem Dafoe, man. You know, know. He, he loves He does not want to fake anything. No, he doesn't. He loves it. And, and like, you got to appreciate that. But let, let, let's talk about this a little bit. Obviously, uh, with Doc Ock coming back, I love the character development of not only Doc Ock, but also Green Goblin and in the performances of Willem Dafoe as well. To go from Norman Osborn, oh, Peter, how's it going? Everything's okay. It was all you a know? ruse. And then to turn to the Green Goblin. And it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just perfect. He does. He's great. And they were so smart with the writing because they kept his exact same kind of character character flaws in his motivation especially with the whole the dual identity thing and the choice he always even and from the original he always gave spider-man the choice yep. and he gave him the same one this time with the whole yep. ima thing and mm-hmm. it's like he's still the same fucking guy he's still the same guy <laughs> Nothing's why change. i don't know why you thought you could trust that guy yeah. but uh but yeah all because Defoe. of peter's trusting attitude towards them all I, 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 could say, I could save them i swear i like the idea though because that's Something, I don't know, a hero never attempts to do. They just beat the shit out of them. Right. And then uh, either imprison them or kill them. And that's no, that's a, yeah. If you're Toby McGuire Spider-Man, you kill them. You, you, get, you, get you get the mask ripped first off, and then you dodge out of the way, and they yeah. somehow die. There's no Arkham here. He's like, we just got to put these guys <laughs> away. away. Yeah. I'm going to do the job. Uh, yeah. Courier service. Topher is, or not Topher, but uh, yeah, Toby McGuire. Dude. He fit right Every one of these Spider-Man has something different to the role, but yeah. Tobey Maguire got that dorkiness, that nerdiness of Spider-Man. The every man kind of archetype. Better than anyone else, yeah. uh, for sure. He's just so, he's such a dweeb. Yes. But then once he puts on the suit, he's he becomes a badass. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that was a great thing, too. There were so many really funny moments with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, and I felt like they really let, 
these characters flesh it out, you know, being in this new alternate universe and kind of like coming to terms with the fact that there's other Spider-Man, but also being not father figures, but being like someone that you hold in high regard to give you, you know, the, the same experiences they went through because you had Gwen from Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, where he couldn't save her. And then he made MJ. up for it. And then made I up thought that was it. that was beautiful. Well, like yeah. like exactly what you're saying. The dialogue between the three Spider Mans was so good. It was so well written. It you felt like for the first time they were able to talk to someone that actually understood what they're going for. Yes. Never any could they talk to anyone. And it was kind of meta in some ways. Of because course, when you're breaking multiple universes, it is well, the definition of meta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But but not just not just on the aspect of like Peter Parker and the different Spider Mans, but also kind of cathartic for the three actors all playing Spider-Man, kind of coming together in one film, playing Spider-Man. Because they've all had have, have had rough runs yeah. with the role. You know, Tobey Maguire, he... Wasn't ended, cast for a while. People would have refused to cast him. And then he, he wanted out of this out of their second one. They went back to the third one, and people well, hated had, the third one. He so. had the opportunity of getting out of the third one after he broke his back, and Jake Gyllenhaal was going to fucking yeah, replace right. him. Yes, he was. That was after the second one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But... And they always do the joke now of him with having a hurt back. My back! <laughs> that's it's always so funny, that's, dude. They that's, lean right in. That's that. my favorite joke of that second one, too. When he falls from the roof. <laughs> my back! I, when then he's like leaning over. He's like, do you want me to pop your back? Yeah. Do you want me to pop your back? Yeah, the nice little inferences were fantastic. I enjoyed them. I want to bring up something, guys. J. Jonah Jameson. I loved him in this movie. I mean, he was, he was a little... The development of having him turn from a tabloid into an owl. Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Jones. Yes. Yes. And you know that's what they were going for. Yep. So you knew funny. that's exactly the line because it even had the same like info wars, but it's like the Daily Bugle yeah, and logo. He was in like a basement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but him pushing the supplements, uh, I laughed. It was so, so hard. Was nice. Alex Jones, PJW. Uh, it was just them, there. Yeah. perfect them adapting like to modern times. modern times. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Tabloids. Yeah. Reads a tabloid. No anymore. one, no one reads no those. Give me a break. But I really wanted, uh, I really wanted Tobey Maguire to somehow see J. Jones Jameson and like reference him at some point in this universe and be like, "Hey, they must be the same everywhere." Everywhere, yeah. <laughs> see, that would have been nice. I think that was the only thing missing from this. But film, they had to put to have, so much in there. I know, but to just have one funny moment where all three Spider Mans are swinging in the city and they're like. Hey, that's the same guy. That's Jameson from our universe yeah. as well. But. I liked even the dialogue about the web shooters, which is something organic web shooters. People have always yeah. talked about and have yeah. debated about. I really like that they even added a little bit of that just to them talk about mm-hmm. it. He's like, does do they shoot webs out of any other part of your body? <laughs> and then he gets webbed in the face. He's like, oh, gross. Sorry. I was saving that for my wife. It's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah saving that one. Uh, but yeah, I got to talk about Andrew Garfield in this one, man. He, uh, he, it, he got so shit on people saying how yeah. shitty of a Spider-Man went. Mm-hmm. This confirms to me that it wasn't a shitty Spider-Man. It was shitty writing. That's he literally is, what I brought up with Brayden before this podcast started. Cause he yeah. is great. He brings a whole nother something to that Spider-Man role, a funny, more wisecracking Spider-Man, which is a combination of all of what Spider-Man is in the comic books. But he he was so great, and his and, his Gwen Stacy side yes. arc was amazing. Him crying when he caught MJ. That's so that monologue he gives to Peter Parker, which is the the Tom Holland Peter Parker, mm. right? 
That speech was so, that acting, I literally said it out loud in the theater. I said, Andrew Garfield is so good. Well, he's arguably one of the best. He's, he's uh, such Spider-Man a Spider-Man of acting, actor. yeah. Yeah, dude. He's, he's gotten so only good. better and better throughout yeah. the years, but yeah. I mean, we it. just reviewed Tick, Tick, Boom. He did a great job in that as it's well. Phenomenal in that, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I love his arc and kind of closing that loop. I mean, obviously, he's never going to be that Spider-Man again. No. Probably <laughs> I mean, for the better, chance. honestly. But Tobey Maguire... We're leaving that door wide, wide open, open for yep, the. Vo- I was really scared. You we all know that he gets hurt in this one. That's I was that. scared they were gonna. Uh, I, I, for a minute, I was. That's what I. Thought I was too. pissing myself as well. Yeah. I'm like, I hey, was let's like, not I was, close this out. Yeah, okay. I know. I yeah. want. I want Tobey Maguire back. I want an old, like old Batman esque old man Spider Man. Old man Logan. When he, exactly when yeah. he's desperate and the, but. I mean, he's living such a great life. Like, they kind of hinted at that him and MJ actually got together and maybe a family and stuff. Spidey kids. Spidey kids. <laughs> Spidey kids. What the fuck are they doing? Half mutant spider <laughs> children <laughs> climbing around. Yeah. Just chaos. Could you imagine that? <laughs> Dr. Octopus in the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grabbing all these Spidey uh, kids. Yeah. But can we talk about, man, they threw everything in this one. Uh, Daredevil. Murdoch, yeah, I was like, what? The theater erupted. <laughs> not my theater, not a sense. Not my theater. Well, Are my theater serious? had a little bit of an Except eruption. Except for me, I was I'm like, uh, no one. No one even recognized him. Joey That's recognized so him. Yeah. 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 Well, dude, when as soon as he showed up, How I was you like- not? Are, you, are we going to bring back Daredevil? Are is we gonna, Disney going to sign him? Because he's a phenomenal well, he, that Daredevil. That confirms that he is in that universe. Yeah. So uh, I know Vincent D'Onofrio, who has been championing himself, of course, for Kingpin. Uh, yep. He gave a big, he tweeted out a big congratulations. Because it pretty much confirms that, that Kingpin is also in the universe. Yep. So yep. I love Daredevil. It'd be this. interesting to see a Spider-Man Daredevil crossover because they both share uh, the Kingpin as a villain, I believe. Oh, and they're always in the cartoons and the comic books. Yeah, together. Kingpin was Constantly the like villain that. of the '90s show. Because yeah, he's in Queens, and then Daredevil's in Hell's Kitchen, which is Burroughs, you know, of New York. They gotta run into each other every now and then. How yeah, that not, it's not that big of an island. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, just it was even. I gotta say, even better than I thought it was gonna be. Even the Doctor Strange stuff was so fucking cool. It was cool. Them opening up the multiverse and having all the villains. I was trying to recognize some of the silhouettes. There's There's so so many. many. I thought maybe we were going to get an instance of them coming through. And then we're like, but they got to save all those villains. Of course. Yeah. They got to have their own movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then when you do those little Easter eggs, it sets up films down the road, too, that you can do. Oh, yeah. The million more films for Sony to butcher and destroy oh, yeah God. yeah the only reason that these are successful is because marvel produces them but yeah sony's got nothing to do with them a lot besides of the cameos the would just be advertisements for more movies yeah that's exactly what i thought through that fucking uh morbius it's trailer. all product they're, placement. they're setting up like other movies yeah with like the vulture being in the trailer and stuff mm-hmm. Man, hey we should talk doc or whatever he yeah. said like i don't want it the vulture, he didn't even appear in the movie. I was expecting at least he'd hear that Parker was, in fact, Spider-Man. Kind of, man. Yeah, I, I thought maybe we were going to get one villain from uh, Tom Holland, but trust me, I'm good with that. Yeah. I'm Because I wanted more time with my Defoe, okay? Yeah, I'm Defoe wanting... and Alfred, man, Melina. I, I was so happy to see them, and not just... Because honestly, I thought it was only going to be like a minute or two, kind of like yeah. the Ghostbusters cameo. No, but it was throughout the film, and like Alfred Molina or uh, Doc Ock, I should say, actually ended up helping Spider Man because obviously the chip got oh, he fixed. Had the simplest yeah. cure of all time. Yeah, 
Place that chip. Just replace the chip. That's so literally simple. all you got to do. The doctor should have done that instead yeah. of trying to take his arms off of him. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's that's just so simple. And he immediately was like, yeah, okay, I'm cool now. Yeah. I mean, but but I love his introduction to how bad he wanted to kill Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Tom Holland's like, even when he got close to him, he was trying to reach out. Yeah. Because he wanted the power of the sun in the palm of his hand. And he mentioned like four or five times later down know, the line. Because it's a meme. Yeah. 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 It's a meme, yeah. But I thought even uh, I thought even Jamie Foxx as Electro, I thought even that was awesome. Yeah. He kind of was a main villain as well. And he was, they didn't make him blue, which was his stipulation to be in this. was like, I will not be fucking blue in this one. And they went back to a kind of a classic form of the Electro. Yeah, I like every time he shocked, you saw like a little mask. Electro the mask. mask. was so cool. Because that mask looks so stupid in the comic books. It's like a giant like... Paper mache lightning you could bolt. Flatten, you, could flatten it, you could flatten it a little bit and it would look a little yeah. better. Yeah, but it was cool that you just saw it for an instance of it flash in front of his face. Oh, so cool. And he's such a powerful villain, too. Like, Yeah. He was great. Well, and that's, that's something all those characters kind of had in common was they're not necessarily bad people. You know, look at Norman Osborn, obviously dealing with the chem- chemical that made, or the the whatever, the dose that made him dual personalities. Look at uh, Doc Oct, the chip broke, so now the arms control him. You know, with Electro, like he was Jamie Foxx's character, he was dealing with having so much power loved, that he didn't want to give it I away. I love the ongoing joke of Jamie Foxx being like, Fell in a pit of eels. They're like, that will do it. That'll do it. Because <laughs> yeah. he fell, uh, Sandman fell in like a, a nuclear reactor nuclear or something. something. Oh, yeah. particle accelerator, I believe. He's like, yeah, man, you got to watch where you fall. Yeah, you <laughs> Jamie Foxx's comedy really worked for me yeah. in this one. He's very funny. That's the thing. The writing was so good for this. Even like those small little jokes, uh, just they all landed for me. Like I yeah. had a lot of fun with this movie. Yeah, they didn't. Uh, all the characters felt uniquely their own too. You know, nothing except for maybe Lizard and Sandman. Yeah. Who I thought was weird that they never were going to show Thomas Hayden Church as Sandman. I thought maybe they were never going to show. That disappointed us. me greatly. It kind of has to be disappointing for him. Well, they he's showed him the in, last like yeah, 20 but he's really in the movie oh, yeah. at all. I don't know. Maybe he's aged not so well. Maybe not. And like, because even his final form kind of seemed a little CGI to me. But uh, but yeah, overall, I can't wait. I mean, this. I don't know if this is the end of phase one of phase four or whatever or what. Phase but, four, I think. Yeah, but is this is this the first part of that, the first 25% like they did? I think so, yeah. Or is, because uh, I can't wait to go even further, because now it's just fucking wide open. Uh, you can do anything. Yeah. We have the uh, the Doctor Strange film coming out. When yeah. When is that set to release? Is that next year or is that this year? It's next year. It's not coming out in a couple of weeks. <laughs> We only have two weeks left of this year. Okay, smartass. I mean, in 2022, is it coming out? Oh, I That's think, what I mean. I think it might be the next Marvel film to be released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't, I don't remember the... Uh, yeah, and uh, we said it before, but Sam Raimi must be so happy to see his characters that he brought to life, come to life one more time. Yeah. May 6, 2022. Yeah, I feel like that might be uh, the next one to come out. Yeah, I think it is. Is there any... I'm trying to think. I don't know. Just so, TV shows. What do you think, estimate-wise? Do you think this breaks a billion at the box office? Oh, that is a tough, tough question. Because nowadays they say a movie not might not ever break a billion dollars at the box office again with what streaming is and whatnot. Yeah. But if any film is going to do it, it's I feel like it's going to be this one. I don't know. We'll have to see. There's, again, so much stuff coming out, too. Matrix is coming out. Yep. That's going to hurt 
the Spider-Man box At office. the end of the year, yeah. But if this film came out during a regular year with no COVID, no anything going on, it breaks a billion yeah. in my mind. But it really depends on how quickly they're going to get it on streaming services. Disney Plus, I don't know. You think they're going to keep this one in the theaters for a while? I would think. Because like you said, I went to Regal. I think they have 12 screens. I think eight of them were playing Spider-Man. <laughs> so, I mean, they're, they want people to they see They were prepared. Film. Oh, yeah, exactly. There was a showing... Every half hour, there was a Spider-Man showing. Jeez. Like, you couldn't miss it. Yeah, so. I don't know. I mean, it's at $587 million worldwide. I think it'll I think it'll top a billion by the time its theatrical release is, ends. Its run is over, yeah. Yeah, it would have to. I mean, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It ends in a crazy way, too. It does. So, yeah, let's talk about the ending here. Uh, again, another powerful emotional scene between Tom Holland's Peter Parker and Mary, or excuse me, MJ, MJ, which is different, Zendaya. What's her name? What's her name in this? Watson? Mary not Jones? Watson. Yeah, Mary Jones like or something like that. It's not that. Mary. Yeah. yeah, it's not Mary. It's like Michelle. Michelle. Michelle, Michelle yeah. But uh, nonetheless, like, uh, that that was really hard for Tom Holland's character, you know, because everyone forgot who he was. I li- I also like the scene, you know, he shows up to the coffee shop. She has the little her. tiniest paper yeah. cut. He's like, I can't do it to her again. Can't do it. Been through too much. She she got hurt. <laughs> yeah. She might need Barely butterfly stitches. I don't even know where she got the cut. Yeah, I mean, we never showed. She might got on the way home, but so he bailed on her. He said, you know what? I'm single now. <laughs> she don't yeah. remember me. And then he goes, you know, obviously to Aunt May's uh, tomb. Or happy is tomb. Yeah, and happy's there. Yeah. Tombstone. Tombstone. They didn't give her a tomb. <laughs> That'd be pretty great. Just <laughs> wrap mummified her in case she comes yeah. back. Uh, yeah, poor happy. Happy Hogan. Yeah. Not so right. happy. They're going to have to change that name eventually. Sad Hogan. Sadie. Sadie Hogan. Hogan, yeah. yeah. Sadie Hogan. I'm honestly like digging the new suit that he gets in the ending. It's like a fusion. It looks more comic accurate, but if you look close enough at the symbol, it looks like yeah. the symbol from like the first Spider-Man film. Because I can't stand the Avengers Spider-Man suit. It, I hate it. The nano suit. Oh, my it, God. It showed that he was basically Stark's bitch. <laughs> well, it just looks, it does not look good to me. Just the, the, the fake kind of shiny CGI metal. It does not look good. I think Andrew Garfield has the best looking original Spider-Man suit. Right, well, I, then Tom Holland suit at the end, that sparkly little that's suit. That's what he's talking about. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, I think. And we got the black and gold suit in this one, yeah. too, which was pretty fucking cool when he fought Electro. But, uh, yeah, I, I, his new suit looked awesome, though. Definitely. Yeah. Should we talk about the post credit scene? Yes. Yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, well, we, there was a sixth villain... There was. He just got transported to like Mexico. Mexico I'm assuming <laughs> or at a maybe bar? even the why? Bahamas. Why? Uh, just to set up a new film. <laughs> I know. You know why? Venom. Venom's well, gonna cross over and fight Tom Holland. You know that's gonna happen. Well, but it, it so didn't make sense because uh, there's definitely a big plot hole in this one because every one of the villains they brought knew who Spider-Man was. Mm-hmm. Eddie Brock has never met Spider-Man. Well. No. Well, it, I think it's yeah. because they mentioned it was something about the symbiotes and how they're conscious of everybody from the multiverses or something like that. I heard that oh, like from the aliens. Uh, well, they explained that in the movie. Yeah, yeah. it was like the well. bartender was like, "Hey, guys, hey, these symbiotes must be, <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> these fuckers know everyone. Yeah, they do." <laughs> yeah, so I thought. I mean, that was it. Just felt like an excuse just to bring him in because Sony's got a. Working angle. Got to set it up. They got it. Yeah. One thing you got, you got to be, you got to play nice with Disney and Sony to get the films made. And then they, the end credit, it's Eddie Brock in a bar, uh, getting drunk, just trying to figure out the whole multiverse thing. Mm-hmm. The bartender's just explaining everything that happened, I guess. Uh, yeah. There's no snap in Eddie Brock's world. Uh, 
And I honestly didn't know that they were in different universes. But when he goes back to his universe, he leaves a little black. Are they saying that there will be a new Venom? I sure hope not. Yeah, it might be a new Venom. It wouldn't be the Tom Hardy Venom. Because if you if you drop that That's symbiote, what, it would, have to be, it would yeah. be a new Venom. That's probably the bartender. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't seem like a well-known actor. No, so. he didn't. No. no. Yeah, so I don't know about that, but... Uh, it was just leaving a, a door open. Yeah. You know, they'd yeah. have no idea where that's going to go, but that's, that's what Marvel does do. That's what they do. So yeah. what do you hope guys hoping for the next, uh, Spider-Man film? I'm honestly, I, happen? I don't know. I mean, he could restart himself anew. You know what? I mentioned this to uh, Mason before the podcast. It's pretty, um, it's opinion. I have, I'm waiting for black cat to come onto the scene. That'd be cool. Yeah. They, uh, Tom Hardy did sign on for more Spider-Man. I think that was just confirmed that. He, yeah, that he uh, his contract that. goes on until like 2025 or something. Yeah, like and that. that's kind of difficult because it's they're not. I don't know. It's not clear and cut if it's cameos or just full on movies. But I think he did say that they're going to keep on doing it with Tom Holland. He wanted there to won't like be take, a new Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, he wanted to like take a break for maybe a year to like start a family or something like that. Yeah, that's what the an most idiot. Like, yeah, I know. Who Tom? Yeah, we see your time. Like Twelve. Tom. Let me tell you, Tom, you're going to ha- hate your kids. Your yep. kids are going to hate you. They're going to hate you. The one thing you're going to want to be going back to is fucking Spider-Man. who is he going to start a family with? Zendaya? Because isn't that his girlfriend? Uh, I, I don't know. It, it's, I think it's you're starting speculation, a rumor there, Speculation. What? No, I'm pretty sure they were confirmed a relationship. I think Zendaya and Timothy Shalom, la, 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 have got Ooh, something going they on. They might have it now. Let's go. <laughs> he, stole her. he stole her. That dirty dog, Timothy no, I, Shalom. I don't know if they're dating. I've never heard that, but... uh. But yeah, I don't know where do they go from. It's gonna be weird. Oh, they they are dating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is no. From they were US, told not to right. date. Spider Man producers reveals they ignored me, so they're still dating. <gasps> How weird would that be for a producer to come to me? Hey, you guys, hey, you guys can't date. Don't fucking date. Yeah, it's, like, it's uh, bad for it's bad for a PR. Yeah. Yeah, so they ignored her and dated anyway. So yeah, no, they're dating right now. Well, Zendaya will no will most likely not be in another Spider Man. They no, got us. They got. So. I, I'm. I'm waiting for the redhead Mary Jane to come back. No, it's gonna be Gwen. He's got to find a Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm. It's what. It, it's the, that's his always his second in command. I mean, it's got to be Gwen. Well, or Black Cat, even. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's gonna be years before we get another one, though. I'm sure he's gonna cameo. He might cameo in Doctor Strange in the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Is I it- don't know. Isn't he like outside of Disney's grasp now since they're like changing hands and they mentioned that uh, he's got to appear in at least one Marvel film with another? Well, they just they they just redid that Sony Marvel contract. They thought it was going to be big, long talks, but Sony immediately signed up. It was like, hey, yeah, I think we know what we got here. Because yeah. remember, what was it? 2019 when they had the big argument and they said Matter for like a week, they're like, he will not be in another Marvel movie. He will not. And then like a week later, they're like, okay, right, we he's going to be in another Marvel movie. Yeah, Venom sucks, so we're going to need that cash cow a little we bit are. more. But uh, it'd be so stupid for Sony to do anything other than that. Yeah. They have not shown that they know what to do with any of these franchises. They have not. Besides the original worth. Tobey Maguire. Right. Get Raimi back. Get Raimi. Well, they, they're doing that now for Now Marvel the, uh, has Raimi. Yep. Marvel has everyone Doctor now. Strange. Yeah. We'll see. I really enjoyed it, though. What, where does it rank on your Spider-Mans? That's a great question. Uh, do you want to go it. first, Braden? <laughs> yeah, sure. So uh, uh, single so I think about it. Fantastic. Uh, I would probably give it a solid eight. eight which where does, is your no, favorite Spider-Man film? Um, Spider-Man 2. 
I'm a okay. favoritist towards that movie. Well, I think I'm going to have to have the same answer. It's Spider-Man 2. I think maybe this one. Really? I don't know. Really? It, this one and Spider-Man 1 mm-hmm. are neck and neck for so me. So that's, that's how mine goes. So it goes it goes Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man, and then Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, probably. But that's, here's the thing. Because we get more Willem Dafoe. We do get more And that's Willem where Dafoe. it counts. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that. I, I almost go back and forth on this one being my second favorite as uh, pass, surpassing the original Spider-Man for one reason, one reason only. Willem Dafoe actually had more of a character development in this one and had more chances, more opportunities as an actor to just go wild with this with this Green Goblin character in the acting, the close-ups of him going from, oh, scared little Norman to the Green Goblin. He fit was, right back into it. It was perfect, yeah. dude. It he, was awesome. It was, you would think it was like 2003 because he went right back. Once, once they're like, okay, Goblin, go. He he fit right back into yeah. it, for sure. But So uh, I don't know if this is my second favorite or third favorite. I keep going back and forth. You know what? Benefit of the doubt, all the Spider-Mans together, everything that surrounded this film, second favorite. Wow. I'm going to go there. I think it's yeah. it's really close for I, me. I'd give it uh, number two. One, above the emo scenes in Spider-Man 3 and then Spider-Man 2. <laughs> oh, what love. about you, Cash? I think I think it's, like I said, Spider-Man 2, uh, and then it's it's one it's Spider-Man 1 and this one really yeah. neck and neck. Yeah. But uh, it's it's really, really close. Yeah. It was so good, man. The way they put this together. Uh, what do you think, Oscar? Uh, for Willem Dafoe. No. <laughs> Best <laughs> um, Picture. Yeah, I think it could. I think it could get a nom. I don't think it would win, but I think it could get a nom. That would be pretty crazy for a... uh, Superhero film to get one of those? I mean, that's what's not directed by Christopher Nolan. Yeah. It'd be pretty... I mean, critics so love it. They... uh, I don't get how 98% of critics can be, like, amazing and then not get an Oscar. I know. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. It's just a stipulation of... uh, Oh, third best opening ever. Uh, superhero film. So as a 94% by critics. Don't you think that? Yeah, but that's like 300 or 400 reviews. Typically that goes, yeah, 300, uh, close to 300 reviews. Audience score for this, over 10,000 verified ratings. It is at a 99%. Does not get any better than that. Did not disappoint, that's for certain. No, it didn't. It absolutely did not. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. Uh, you, You would think, although the Oscar does not always mean the best film of the year. It rarely does, but yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. All righty. Well, uh, yep. I think that does it. Brayden, thank you so much for being always. on the podcast. Yeah, it was awesome. Did you have a good time? I did have a good time. I can't wait for the Church of MMA yeah, as well. Yeah, yes, we also got a Church of MMA podcast. Thanks for doing the plug-in for me. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, you guys can find that on the High Side Podcast Network. Uh, th- uh, anything else you want to say in closing thoughts? Any shout-outs? Anyone you want to uh, – anything you want to say? Um. Please follow me on Instagram at cheap underscore profit underscore oh one. Thank you for having me on, Mason. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Alrighty. Well, uh, that is our review for Spider-Man No Way Home. If you guys like what you've seen here, please be sure to smash that like button, comment below, subscribe to the channel, and hit that bell notification as we drop videos here every single day. Thank you so much for watching and listening. My name is Mason Knight, Brayden Embry-Reeves, Cash Krause to my right, and until next time. Bye.